Beal back to Hachimura. Konnichiwa. Um. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. First off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assist from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. When a guy took a took a in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it, honestly. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's happening? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! Hey guys, welcome back to the Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. I'm Matt Vizana. Fortunately, Noel will not be joining us, but we'll be back next week. I'm sure you guys have noticed we have been out this week, and uh, we really sincerely apologize for it. I'm not going to lie, this has been a very trying week for my family and I. Uh, I posted this on social media, but my wife and kids actually tested positive for COVID-19. Amazingly, I tested negative, but um, we have two young boys, one being nine, the other being three. My boys were tested midweek and my wife tested positive last Friday. So really my objective in life has been keeping a three-year-old away from his mother, which is obviously no easy task. Currently, my wife has been very ill and it's been exhausting on everybody, you know, especially for her. I don't want to get it too far into it, but she went down to 90 pounds from 110 pounds. She's still having issues eating or drinking anything at all. And it's been really a solid week of this. I'm recording this at 2 a.m. If that gives you any idea, things are going to my house right now. Uh, I want you to keep in mind that my wife's only 34 years old. So this is affecting people severely that aren't in their 70s, as a lot of people think. Truthfully, we started this process like so many, you know, fully staying away from everyone. And slowly but surely, we started letting one kid play with another kid. And then two came and three. And, you know, it just wasn't something that we should have done. I don't, I really don't want anybody to feel sorry for us. We got careless and did this to ourselves. I'm blaming myself for this because we went the easy route. You know, kids were around. We brought them in and uh, knocking at our door. I felt bad for my son, my nine-year-old specifically, you know, being locked in, didn't know what to do, was going nuts. Um, as you guys know, it's it's hard only to see your family. And we did it for three months, you know, and you hear so many conflicting reports on this thing that it's overblown or we're young, we won't get symptoms, that kind of thing. But the fact is, this thing is real, and what's happening right now could not be any more of a wake-up call. If I can help anyone listening to this understand the importance of being careful and not only thinking about yourself, and let's be honest, that's what's going on here, and we're no different. We got careless, we got selfish. There's so many people out there that are asymptomatic that don't even know they're sick, but don't understand what it's doing to people around them. I mean, 120,000 people in this country have died. This thing's never going to end if we don't come together and and really just think about others, which I know sometimes in this country is a little tough. Um, but I, I know 
so many people don't even know anybody that has contracted this virus. Therefore, it's not real to you. It's not on your doorstep. Um, again, same way. You know, I didn't know anybody. It's like, whatever. You know, you, you think that it's never going to happen to you. Um, if you don't care about yourself or what happens to you, that's totally fine. Totally fine. I get it. You know, you're young, you're in shape, whatever, but it's your body. I get it. But think about the other people around you. Think about your grandparents. Think about your parents. Uh, so please take care of each other. It's something that really needs to be reexamined. And I promise you, you do not want to be in this situation. It is no joke. Um, there's a lot of people that don't get sick, but there are a lot of people that do and worse. So I just wanted to tell you guys why we've been off the last week. It's just been mayhem in my house. Um, and, you know, it's killing Noel and I that we can't be doing this show right now. And, you know, we've gotten a lot of feedback that you guys miss us and everything. We really appreciate that. It's nice to be missed, um, and I just hope you don't forget about us. But anyway, because we couldn't do any shows this week, we're doing a couple of best ofs. We should be back on Monday, should, depending on how things go in this in the house here. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy it, and we will see you soon. So in this best of episode, what we're going to do is go over some of the top five lists that we've done every Friday, top five Friday. So uh, the first one we're going to listen to here is from our top five most hated Redskins. Hope you guys enjoy it. I have a suspicion that Kirk might be on this list. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe, maybe. Um, so I, I thought it'd be fun to be as depressing as possible and finish off the week with our top five most hated Redskins in history. Yes. What do you think about that? I love it. Yeah. So much more fun than doing the greatest ones. Those are so played uh, out. Let's fucking hate some. Right. Until real sports comes back, we're going to be calling this segment Top Five Fridays. Hey, you came up with that, so I I'm, I'm going to give all That's credit to you. That's my little slogan. See, everybody, I'm not just a loud mouth. I can come up with little <laughs> slogans, little catchy shit. Yeah, and I, I'm willing to give credit where credit's due. So, hey, we also may do it forever. We'll see. I don't know. Well, we'll see how it goes. If people like it, let us know on the social media platform. So, you know where I feel on what other people Oh, uh, so you want to just go the complete opposite and nobody will listen to us is whatever. what you're saying? At least I'm enjoying uh, <laughs> myself. I'm selfish and a narcissist. You know that. Really? I, didn't, I had no idea. <laughs> So let's start this thing off with number five. Noel, who is fifth on your list? Um, a, a little name that probably isn't worth being on the list, but I really hate this guy. I really hate him. He wasn't worth anybody's time, and everybody's probably indifferent to him at this point. Sua Cravens. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. You know, it, it's just a guy that looked like he had some potential upside. He's one of those hybrid guys that could go into coverage. Looked like he had a lot of skills, undersized linebacker, but could do a lot of stuff. I thought he was going to be a really good player until his brain got in the way or whatever lack thereof. And um, he just didn't have any heart for the game. This is the bottom line. He got concussed, was out for a bit, felt like he got pushed back in. But protocol said, and they brought in a third party guy to say, yeah, man, you're good. And this was during the height of when they were being extra cautious with this concussion stuff because it had just been rolled out. So they were being hypersensitive to this. It wasn't like they were like, yeah, whatever, dude. This was a big time thing at that moment and comes back. Then he gets a shoulder injury, which MRI comes back negative. And they said, yeah, man, it's just a, a deep bruise and fought back tooth and nail. Didn't want to come back. Just no heart in the game being quoted as being pressured and, you know, the outside being on Instagram or whatever the hell people call it and just bashing the Redskins, getting in fights in the locker room because guys think that he's a freaking wimp and has no heart. And he was just a waste. And I thought there was a lot of potential there. And when there's potential and they destroy it and they make the Redskins worse than they could have been, they go on my hate list. 
Davis. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, he was a second round pick. He was a high second round pick. And yet another wasted pick by Scott McLuhan. Right. The guy who was supposed to save this franchise. Your boy. Yeah, my boy. Right. The thing that pisses me off, he wore number 36. Yet another one on the list that loved Sean Taylor. Loved him. That did absolutely nothing for this franchise. I will say he, he had a couple of moments. He had that big pick against the Giants that sealed the game uh, late in the season that year. Um, but he was a head case. He had concerns at USC about his attendance. He sure enough had attendance issues with the skins. Obviously, nobody checked up on his background. And it's it's a shame. I mean, the, the front office was supposed to be all buttoned up with Scott McLuhan. And, you know, he goes to the, goes to the Broncos. They released his ass on final cuts. And I think him being that tweener, type of person, which kind of worries me for this year because I seem to feel like we have a few tweener guys that never seem to work out. But they started him at linebacker, but he was supposed to be a safety. He was They put him at a position that he probably didn't want to be at. The next year, he was going to play safety and go gangbusters, and he went to a Cravens on us. Yeah. And there you go. You know, he reminds me of the, uh, and I always put this comparison together. I don't know if I told you about He's like the Redskins version of Kelly Oubre. They yeah, reminded me of that. the same person, like just weird, quirky guys Al- that aloof, aloof, like you know, huh, 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 you know, just having this weird attitude and just seems off in some way. And that they reminded me of they could have been brothers to me the way they act. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Nicely done, Noel. Thanks. All right, let's uh, let's move on to my number five, if that's okay. I'm going to say a little bit of a higher profile player, Mr. Deion Sanders. I can't necessarily say I hate the guy, just more disappointed more than anything. Played one year with the Redskins in 2000, signed a seven-year, $56 million contract, which was par for the course back in those days. I thought he played well overall, but really most don't. Most say that he had a he was terrible, he had a shitty season. In reality, he gave up one touchdown the entire year. He had four picks that year, had that fumbled face mask, uh, punt return. I don't even know why he was playing punt return. I mean, it was at that stage in his career, but for some reason, yeah, they did playing fantasy football, right? You would do that in Madden. You put him back in Madden. You don't do that in real life. Yeah. So, um, I hated how he retired so abruptly because he didn't want to play for Marty. Bruce Smith stuck around Oklahoma drills, all that stuff. But Dion was like, fuck it. I'm not sticking around for this shit that I remember the year it was, uh, 2000, the year he was there. That I went to training camp. That was that was the year when they charged ten dollars per yeah, ticket to go yeah. and ten dollars for parking. Something that really and, and the reason he's on my top five is that he was signing autographs. I was there. This is the day that I cleaned up on autographs. Oh, okay, the, this the day bit, that you were like shoving little kids out of the way in order to get him. You're that guy. He is yeah. everyone. He's that guy. Like hey, I'll stand I was in six- the ba- I'll stand in the background and he'll be like boxing people out like little kids. You got to do what you got to do. I was yeah. 16 years old. I had my whole life in front of me. All I wanted to do was get some <laughs> autographs. But I was back line. Literally the next person to get an autograph. I mean, there was there was a crowd there for old Dion and he signed maybe five autographs. The cameras were on him and he had this big smile on his face. He was, you know, doing it for the kids. Cameras turn away. It was like he just saw his dog die and he just walked off. Stop, stop signing autographs. Still hurts me to this day. The reason being, you know, that that seat that I have that they gave away for free. Yeah, I had a cushion. The cushion. Thank you. I have Champ Bailey and Daryl Green on that fucking cushion. I could have had Deion Sanders on there as well. Three Hall of Fame cornerbacks on one cushion. That would have been a game changer. But because Deion's a dick, 
He walked away and didn't sign it. I mean, to hell with the little kids that had their hearts set on it. I was you know, 16 the, years maybe, old. Maybe I was a six, kid. The seven and eight year olds that wanted to get an autograph from to hell with them. It, it's, it was all about you and your seat cushion and getting value out of your seat cushion. It wasn't value. Yeah. The thing, I didn't sell it. <laughs> it's hanging up in my man cave right now. No, I always thought I always thought he was an asshole. Wow. I always did. And he was good for football in that time period. But at that point, he was already done. I thought always thought he was a great player. He was a great corner. But I was hell never yeah. a fan. I was never a fan. Lesson here, kids. Never meet your heroes. They will always disappoint you. All right, moving on. You can go with number four, Noel. Number four, another drunken Irishman pick, Doxon. Oh, my Ooh. God. Speaking of guys that have absolutely no heart. Of, I'm, I'm going down the heart of the game list, I think, right now. Heart of the game, none. His little foot hurt. His ass hurt another week. And then finally, they put some fire under his, this guy's ass. After they've he's done zilch, they trade up to get him, does shit. Is injured right off the bat. Has done shit. Finally, after all this time, they get a little impatient with this guy and says he needs to prove something because they've invested a first-round draft pick in him. He hasn't done anything. And this guy's like, well, you, I ain't got to prove nothing to nobody in his low dur attitude that he does because he's like one of those guys that like, you know, whatever, dude. He's one of those guys. Had no fight in him. Well, guess I'm going to be hitting free agency because they didn't extend my deal. Why the fuck should they extend the deal to you? You caught 76 passes and a thousand yards total, total. Michael Thomas would do that on one leg in eight games. This guy, 76 catches. You think he'd be coming in there ready to run through a brick wall when they finally said, look, man, it's a make or break time for you. Nope. Well, you know, it is what it is. Fuck you. I hate him. Well, you know, they, they didn't obviously give him uh, the extension on his rookie contract. The, the, I remember the last year he Rightly was there. So. Right, of course. Of yeah. course. The last year he was there, he was talking all big. Oh, I, I'm the number one guy here. I'm, I'm beasting out training camp hero guy. Very Taylor Jacobs-ish. But yeah. I just think that there was always an issue with him. There, He didn't have his heart in the game. That was obvious. Just another terrible pick that at the time Scott McLuhan was around, just for whatever reason, he picked talent over heart and grit and that those kinds of things. See, they these guys just didn't have it. And he was definitely at the top of the heap on that one. So Dotson, you're a scumbag and go to hell. Bye. <laughs> All right. My number four is Donovan McNabb. I despised him with the Eagles. I mean, despised this guy with the Eagles. The laughing, the carrying on, borderline disrespectful. Every time he would make a play, specifically against the Redskins, I ugh, he just made me physically ill when I saw him. I rooted for him because I had to as a Redskin, but it never felt right. It never did. And Snyder and Bruce never even consulted Shanahan about the trade. The first year the guy got there when he agreed that he was handling all of the player personnel stuff. He didn't know the playbook and he seemed proud of that. Refused to wear a wristband because it didn't look cool. Disgusting. In, in fairness, he was on pace for almost 4,200 yards before he was demoted to third string for old sexy Rexy. Uh, but the TD to interception ratio in 13 games was not great. 14 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. He did not have a great year with the Redskins. Uh, but he would have exceeded the single season yards mark for that at that point. So I think there were some good things. He beat the Eagles early on. Overall, I hated McNabb and I was so thrilled to see him go. Reed scammed us twice. Yes, he did. Scammed us twice. He knew when to get out of there. He was playing like shit the year before that. I never liked him. Always hated his guts. Like just having fun out there. Ha ha ha. Shut up. Anytime the Eagles were in a stadium, even if they weren't playing the Redskins, I wanted every team to beat them. And I just wanted a bomb to come down onto the field. 
casualties of war, the crowd could be taken out. I didn't care. I wanted that whole stadium to be eviscerated and him at ground zero. I hate him. And I hated that the Redskins got him. And I hated it because, like, if you're going to sell your soul for a piece of shit like that, at least do it in his prime. You know, at least do it in a time period where the guy could still fucking move because he was all legs. And then he eventually developed an arm. That season, well, first off, Shanahan hated his guts. I mean, he didn't like him at all. They didn't get along. And right. um, he played him just because he had to. The team was ranked 25th offensively. The reason where a lot of his yards came from, if you look back, was garbage time. Okay, that's where a lot of that 42 on pace yards were coming from. And he benched them when they were on a three-game losing streak. They were in contention at that point. They were 5-5 five and five going into week 11, lost three in a row, and they finally benched them and lost the fourth game in a row against Dallas they lost four games in a row he was not playing well they were winning games in spite of him if you look back he sucked he was scammed five years 78 million dollars for a guy that was a has-been I mean he was on last leg he was never a guy that I wanted them to get I was never excited about it honestly Matt I was hoping that he got injured I don't eh, I kind of do I'm okay with injuries. I'm not going to say that I don't like guys getting injured. Fuck them. But for him, I was hoping he would go down and screw it. You know, at least we can get Rex. I, I was happier when John Beck was in there than him. That's how much I hate McNabb. Hate him. Well, well, in fairness, that contract was totally window dressing. It was, I mean, it was two and a half million was guaranteed. Oh, so yeah, it, was, it was just straight bullshit. And we knew he would never see a dime of that. Right. All right, moving on to number three. Noel, who do you got? I think I said my point on this one. Um, I've got McNabb at number three. I think I, I laid it out there pretty strong, so I'll, I'll leave it there. All right, fair enough. Mine is uh, Fat Albert, Albert Hainsworth. So, sure, he's on your list somewhere. Somewhere. But, <laughs> so, you know, the guy spent two years in Washington, signed the largest defensive playing contract in league history, seven-year, $100 million total. The kicker, though, was that he made $32 million in the first 13 months, which is insane. Played 12 games in 2009, eight games in 2010. In 2010 was the real kicker. He came in really overweight, even past that conditioning test. That felt like it was going on for decades. Every single day following, will he pass the condition test? Will he not? Will Finally, the fat slob got approved to start playing, but he was just lazy, a dickhead. When he got the contract, he was fat and lazy, fat, happy. Another one where we thought, you know, he was the missing piece. He's the one. This is what's going to put us over the top. Not really the case. So traded for a fifth round pick in New England. Hey, which turned into Chris Thompson. So you can't hate that. But they cut his ass in four months once he was traded in New England. <laughs> so if, if New England can't fix somebody, nobody can. But the real thing that pisses me off more than anything is in that uncapped year in 2010, the skins got docked. $36 million for dumping Hainsworth's remaining contract. Still pisses me off to this day. You can thank John Mara for that one. And anyway, Hainsworth was a gift that kept on giving. Still, you see worst contracts in NFL history. He's always minimally the top three of those lists. He was a joke. He was a bust. And he had to be on this list. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. I, I do have him on my list a little bit higher. I think he was really the poster child for the Redskins still to this day having a reputation for high spending. Yeah. And he's that flagship. And to be honest with you, Matt, with that Hainsworth thing, ironically enough for Redskins having this reputation, that was the going rate for him. Okay. He was the most dominant defensive lineman in the league at that time and everybody would have been excited to have him it was a big deal to have Hainsworth it was a big freaking deal and it was like Indomitian Sue back then at Sue's height and for him to come in 
overweight, attitude. Nobody liked this guy in the locker room. Fletcher hated his guts. Roasted him any time that he could. When he was keeping the money, when he wasn't showing up to camp and and he pocketed the money. And there wasn't a single person on Hainsworth's side. He was boo-hooing about that he wasn't the center of the defense because he was switching to a different formation. This guy would find any excuse to not do. This guy worked harder to find excuses to not do jack shit and get fat than actually just go out there and lean on a body. And it was just unbelievable. Anything. It's just, I was so excited when they got him, even for the amount of money that they did, that I really thought that this was going to be the difference maker. I really did. I I thought that, geez, if he plays three quarters of the way that he did when he was with the Titans, that this front seven could do some serious damage and really put us, like you said, over that threshold. And what makes it worse is it's just the consistent criticism that the Redskins get for the spending. spending. It doesn't matter what other teams do, like the Browns and all that. Anytime the Redskins spend two pennies, it always comes back to, here they go again. Here right. they go again. Shut they up. They haven't done that in 10 years. Okay, so, yeah, and to close that out, he literally fell flat on his face. Uh, when- <laughs> <laughs> if we remember that one. Oh, uh, remember that image of him, like, <laughs> huffing and puffing on the sideline like he's hungry. How many God. times did, How many times did that asshole go off on a cart? Yeah. I mean, like, and he was like, comes right back in. Yeah. Good as new. What an idiot. Ugh. Yeah. God, what a baby. He had, like, that little, that grimace on his face like he was mad like a newborn. All right, moving on. Noel, what's your number two? Well, we talked about him at the beginning. And uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't sway me based on this list. Cousins. Number two. Number two, number two of all time. And, you know, it's maybe some people like him. I don't know. He just he's always rubbed me the wrong way. I've never liked the guy. Even as a Redskin fan, I always wanted to see him fail. Like at every corner, no matter what. Now with him, when he's with the Vikings, I'm like, I just hope that this guy, I loved it when Diggs and uh, Thielen Thielen would just roasted him like after game eight and just got into his ass. It was like, he's like, all right, sorry, guys, I'll do better. <laughs> We're still friends, right? He's such High a five. fucking dork. God, he's such a dork. Oh, man, I hate him. He's just such a geek. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, guys, I'll do better. Like, this guy, Diggs is like basically, like, boy, I'm going to bust your head open. He's like, oh, well, um, you know, you need more classes? I'll do it. Like, just, God, such a dork. I hate him. So, we've already talked about him. And gone over the statistics and everything else, but just him as a person, I don't care. His friendliness and everything, ugh. It's like having a pervert around. <laughs> like, you, like, you just feel dirty when he's around. Yeah, well, spoiler alert, he would be my number one. And I'm going to touch on a couple things again. I, not too long, but I've never been so sure of something in my life, this guy being number one <laughs> on my list. I mean, like you mentioned, uh, Jay Gruden stood on the table for him, risked his job. <laughs> to start to start him over RG3, who the owner was freaking obsessed with. Gruden, this poor guy, was hired specifically to fix RG3. Says, nah, I need Kirk. The team paid him $20 million in 2016, $24 million 2017. They didn't give him a contract because he was freaking horrible in 2014. And they, they said, let's see what he does. And I, I we were both totally in agreement with that. Absolutely. He sucked. He fucking sucked. <laughs> he was terrible. And people forget that. It's like, how could you not pay this guy? Did you see him play three prior years? He was trash. 
So, it, but as you touched on, it wasn't even the play that really pissed me off because he got every year, year over year better. I will concede to that. But he always acted like the nice guy. Always. He was always the guy. It's not about the money guy. The quoting scripture guy. Every time he would talk, he would make my freaking skin crawl. So disingenuous about every little thing. I mean, he would say things like, there was trash at my feet, throwing the O-line under the bus, but not not really throwing the O-line under the bus, right? I mean, shit, at least RG3 was up front about it. If, if somebody sucked, he would call their asses out right. at a press conference, for right or wrong. But he was always kind of like in that gray area bitch mode thing. You know, Kirk's kind of like a girl who puts out a cryptic Facebook message, you know? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Getting that, doing that to garner attention, something like, aren't people toxic? They're the worst. <laughs> and then you go like, is she talking about me? Yeah. Who, who's what she talking she about? Oh, yeah, what, what does she, she mean? mean? I mean, that that's Kirk in a nutshell. Yeah. So freaking desperate for attention, but he not, but he acts like he doesn't want it. Yeah. Fuck Kirk Cousins. <laughs> he can go to hell. All right, that's my that's my uh that's my number one okay so my number two though is i wanted to touch on and what we'll do this very briefly uh trent williams holy shit do we really need to get in this again the last episode we were all about it but yeah yeah the the, the reason he's number two because it's still fresh the wound is still fresh at this point right right in all fairness he was a good player for nine years with the redskins very good player Uh, he went to seven pro bowls whatever the hell that means popularity contest Anybody being popular on the Redskins, shit, I guess we could take that. But I really believe that he was a tad overrated. And I'm not just saying that after the fact. I always kind of felt that way. The guy never made any all-pro teams, ever. The thing that really irked me about him, though, was as a team captain, every year he never showed up for off-season workouts. Right. Then the then the Trent saga happened over last year, which we won't get into. But as a captain, you're not showing up for off-season workouts. That is a culture issue. And I think even though they're going to be less talented overall, I think it's addition by subtraction because one of your top team leaders isn't showing up for something that's that important to show the other younger players how to work, how to study, how to do all these things. Then that he's enemy number one when you're talking about the culture. So that's my number. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, and and the fact that he was OK when he was there, not showing up to OTAs or not showing up at all this last season and allowing his teammates to consistently answer the same questions over and over again in the locker room like he's a ghost. And he's not willing to step up and answer those questions himself, whether it be why I'm not at OTAs. And everybody always says, oh, no, he, he's the hardest worker out there. He's working in Texas. Boy, I saw some of that vid. He's working. He's yeah. working. Like They have to sit here and sell him up, you know, because he's too cool for school. You know, right. he's always had that smug, too cool for school attitude. I'm not having sour grapes because he's with the Niners. I'm happy he's gone. Whatever he does, he does. But he's always had that standoffish, never in the media, not saying he feels obligated to be in the media. I'm not saying that. But he's always had that barrier and that arm's length and had other people do his dirty work for him because he was an upper echelon guy that didn't have to deal with the comments. Absolutely. So he's my number two. Who is, uh, you guys know my number one. Who's your number one, Noel? Albert. Okay. Sir Albert. Yeah. So we talked about it and uh, it was just a stain on the Redskins that they can't seem to get out from under every time there's a bust there's a ridiculous draft free agent signing or anything like that it just rears its ugly head like you said it's always going to be there they're never going to get out from under that and until this team can win games 
And until they can show they can do it, and I hope that they do this with Rivera, I really do, and show that culture change, this is going to be the rep that the Redskins have. That internally, it's always going through Snyder, and they're always going to overpay for guys, even though they haven't done it in a long period of time. This reputation, it can all be resolved by winning game. And uh, that's really, like I said before, he's the poster child of all of that. And we haven't been able to shake it because we're not producing on the field. Yeah, and, and not just winning one-offs here and there, being a right. cons- consistent winner. Right, and consistent the, winning. And the NFL is, they've put this system together so even the shittiest teams can win once in a while. And it's been far too long for the Redskins. And I hope that we can get back to consistent winning and we can really start to reap the benefits of Riverboat Ron's culture change. I thought we could talk about personal all-time favorite sports-themed video games. You've got your top five. I've got my top five. We haven't discussed this. Nope. We've played a lot of video games against each other with our cousins, with our friends. You've kicked me out of rooms many times to destroyed many a joysticks in my time. There's still a joystick for PlayStation that had ink on it that was cracked <laughs> in half that I that, that I still don't. There's still no story behind it. Why there was ink on don't this? No, don't know. No, that's it. I go red sometimes in fury when, no, no. I, when I play a video game. You, you don't say. Huh? You don't <laughs> say. Can't believe that. But yeah, we've uh, we've had some battles till four, five, six o'clock in the morning over time over on Genesis. Oh, sun coming Nintendo. up. Sun coming you up. come out. You go to eat dinner, and then you go in, you, and you don't come out until breakfast time. I come mean, out it, like a, like a, like a damn vampire. It, when it's, seriously, when the, the crusted, sun hits your eyes. Eyes crusted. <laughs> eyes crusted over like Nosferatu coming out yeah. of that thing. Yeah, those are some good times. So, if you agree or disagree, that's your problem. But we are going to go over these, and these are our personal thoughts on our top five. And I'll start with number five, if that's okay with you. I'm going to go with a little-known game that people never discuss when it comes to football, and I'm going to say it's NFL 2K1 from Sega Dreamcast. Just want to let you know, the Dreamcast is the system that you made fun of me for buying because you said the PlayStation was coming out a year later, which, which was a revolutionary, revolutionary system from the memory card on the controller, the whatever. stupid little picture guy on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, whatever it was. It was. The graphics were phenomenal. The games that they had in a short time was really good. And, and NFL 2K really revolutionized football to me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I remember when you got it, we made fun. I made fun of it. The game was a complete beast. And it revolutionized graphics in, in sports games. It just Dreamcast got decimated by PlayStation, but that Dreamcast game was the gold standard at that moment in time. I completely agree with you there. So for me, so for me, I'm going real old school. And I do consider this a sports game because it is sports, but it's like a fun sports game. Mike Tyson's punch out. I knew you were going to say that. Mike Tyson's freaking punch out. If anybody has a freaking problem with that game, you're an idiot. It's one of the greatest games of all time. I was almost had it higher on my list. I'm like, wow, I'd still sit down for hours and play that game right now if it was in front of me. Oh, awesome it, game. It never gets old. Second bald bull. I have no idea. You were you were always able to defeat him. I finally figured it out. I did beat Mike Tyson one time. And wow, game. look at you. Finally. I mean, what was it? Took you 40 years? <laughs> that, that was, uh, I was <laughs> 17 or 18 when it happened. There you go. Good boy. <laughs> That was a momentous occasion. Oh, man. You want to talk about excitement when you would beat Mike Tyson. I remember the first I can still remember that's a crowning achievement in my life. Sad to say, but it is. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I think it's a crowning achievement for most people that they beat Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's punch out. There's not, not everybody that's played that game can say that they beat Mike Tyson. No, not without I, cheating in the game and using some type of code or using game genie or some shit. Bullshit. Right. The legit way, busting your ass, making it up to him, losing the first time, having to go back, fight against other fighters. Oh, what a great game. We could do a whole show about Mike Tyson's punch out and I'd be good to go. Yeah. Got to cut that short. Though. <laughs> All right. My number four in commemorating the arcade one up cabinet version that's coming out in June, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, which was on arcade and we had it on Genesis. What a game. I don't know. If it's something that we played like we played other games. No, but- it wasn't. It was kind of a mindless act game, you know, and that was what was so great about it. It was pure arcade. The reason why we didn't play it as much when we had it at home is because, I don't know, it felt different versus playing yeah. it in the arcade. It felt different. But it, it was still a phenomenal game. It wasn't as good on Genesis, but it was still an awesome game to play. The players were great. The one kicker is, didn't have Jordan. Well, that was how all the games were yeah. back then, though. Yeah. Always big time in the, uh, the video games. Yeah. Just the quotes from it. He's on fire. I mean, these things still live to this day. Oh, absolutely. So boom, shakalaka. (laughs) All right. So we got for me for number four, it's Madden 2004. This ring game. Which was that? This was the one that had Michael Vick on the cover. Oh, shit. I hated that one. Go ahead. Really? So I had that one on PlayStation. What a game. Now, Madden games never had the most amazing graphics until later on down the road. There was always competition there for as far as graphics, but you had to have Madden. And for that, the gameplay in that one and the plays and the players, look up rosters on that year. That game was awesome. We had every Madden since the beginning, but that one really stood out to me as one that I played the shit out of and loved the rosters and loved the plays in the game. You could run the hell out of the ball in that game. And, yeah, that's what, was, and you know that's what I love to do anyway. I could pass the ball three times in a game and I'll be all right. Yeah, it, it had more of a gameplay like NCAA football, which I know right. you loved playing. I love with, it. Well, what, UConn or Navy or yeah, whoever man. you like to play, play with those teams, run triple options and stuff like that. I'll do that all. I'll shove it down your throat. I'll hold the ball for an entire quarter. I love it. My big issue with that game was that if anybody played with the Falcons, and they were Michael Vick. They were unstoppable. Yeah, you just couldn't play with them. There were certain teams you couldn't play with. And you could block every punt. Yeah. with When you're playing the other person, there was just certain things you had to have etiquette. Okay, right. because it was just glitches in the game, and you had to say, okay, well, you can't play with the Falcons, and on special teams, you can't do full block, because there's you're going to get exposed. It's stupid. There, the problem is, when you play with assholes who don't have any etiquette, then you want to yeah. throw the remote at well, their face you, or through the TV. That's how joysticks get thrown, Matt. That's maybe how the ink came on there. <laughs> All so right, where are so we at? We're at number three. So mine is uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Look at you. Yeah, I actually beat that game. So it had to go up So you had to go on there, right? <laughs> What's your number three? Number three, Bulls versus Blazers. Now, if you play that today, you're going to be like, wow, I cannot believe this guy actually played this. You can't go and play NBA 2K and play that for a decade and then go back to Bulls versus Blazers. The reason why it's on my list is at the time on Genesis, revolutionized games. The Players Association was in it, and that was the first game that they had all the NBA teams. And had Jordan. And had Jordan. I think the last game that had Jordan. That was the last game for a long, long time that had Jordan in it. But the game before that, Bulls versus Lakers, which was the gold standard at the time because it was the first game to ever have players in it, but that only had the playoff teams of that year. This was the game that had the full rosters of every single team, and the graphics were better. The gameplay was actually not bad. And if you could do their signature moves, what a freaking game, man. I played the hell out of that game. Yeah. 
And the thing that was cool about that game was that, again, if you play it today, you're like, what the hell? And I have. Yeah. I played it a few years ago. It's like and playing it was, Pong, man. It was yeah. terrible. But at the time, all the players had features of how they actually look. It was one of the first times that that actually happened. Mm-hmm. So it, it really set the groundwork for future games. Yeah. And we did play the living hell out of that. You game could tell well. who the players were. I mean, without even having their number on it or the their name coming up on the screen. Just all around, it was just a great game. I loved it. Just so many good memories with that one. Visualizing us playing that in the corner in the basement. Yeah, in that corner in of the basement. That, right. <laughs> we had a separate TV because our father did not allow us to play on the new. What was that? A thirty-two inch TV, the largest tube TV you could buy. Yeah, at the time. right. Off, like hot, fourth- off the, hot off the market. So we were. He wasn't going to let us mess up his TV with video games and. Now that I'm older, I completely understand where he's coming from. So we had a little TV in the corner, and that's where we played our games. Oh, well, it was good. Yeah, I understand completely. I have a projection screen over here, and the the projector, I've had to buy three bulbs. I had to take the PlayStation 4 out because my son burned out the damn bulb. See? Eventually you learn. Eventually you you appreciate. You'll get there. Never again. Anyway, number two for me, and this is probably your number one if I were to guess, but it's Tecmo Super Bowl. Number two? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Well, you are older than me, and you did play that more, <laughs> have, have fonder memories. Sad to say, but I was actually the Raiders mostly with them because of Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson. Yeah, I was a very young child at the time, and it was, <laughs> I had to win. I had to win, and my competitive juices were flowing, and I wanted to win, and those that was a team to work with. So, phenomenal game. Talk about revolutionary. The graphics, for, specifically for Nintendo, those cutaway scenes, when they when you would score a touchdown, kick a field goal, whatever, phenomenal. Yeah. And it was the first game with the actual NFL teams as opposed to Tecmo Bowl, which was trash. And to touch on that, I can't believe that people actually, I've seen lists of games that say Tecmo Bowl was better than Tecmo Super Get Bowl. The fu- <laughs> I, I, it drives me crazy. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because it was the first. Who gives well, a shit? First off, okay, let's compare those two for just a second because this is my game, right? I mean, spoiler alert, Tecmo <laughs> Super Bowl is number one on my list. Hey, I called it. Pretty proud of myself. First off, in Tecmo Super Bowl, you got eight plays to play with, Okay. Tech Mobile, you only got four, all right? First off, they didn't even have any of the team names, like you said. Washington, all, and, And they didn't have all the teams. Right. And the graphics were better. Because they were more bulky. Yeah. There, it was just an improved version of Tecmo Bowl. I understand it was revolutionary because it had players' names in it. Tecmo Super Bowl is the greatest game, sports game ever created. I've said it here, and if anybody <laughs> disputes that, they're a complete and utter moron. The game has everything. Shit, they still do tournaments of that game around the country. Of With Tecmo updated f- rosters. Of updated rosters. They still make video games that you can put into your Nintendo of the updated rosters. You can buy them. They do them in NCAA football version now. They do them in all kinds of things. The game revolutionized all sports games as we know them today. Everybody can go back to Tecmo Super Bowl and say that game was the game. It is the big bang of sports games. So what is your number two? For my number two was FIFA 2007 for PlayStation 2. This game, it had, for anybody that doesn't know, and I specifically picked this one, it has Ronaldinho on the front and Wayne Rooney on the front, okay? This game, as far as gameplay and graphics, could have been number one. As far as revolutionized, you talk about graphics with the Dreamcast, right? We were talking about that earlier. Check this game out and somebody go on YouTube after you look at our channel. Go to somebody's (laughs) channel that does FIFA 2007 and don't tell me that this game couldn't stand up the test of time right now as far as graphics, gameplay, and everything else. Stadiums. Everything. The game had it all. It had it all. The players, the way they looked. 
yeah, you know, it's PlayStation 2. They still had like those little edges or like your arm would go through a person or something when they would do it up close, you know? The smear hair, like the hair was clumped together if it was long. But in its time, that game was amazing. So that was my number two. As an honorable mention for that, any FIFA game off of Genesis to me, Yeah, you know, later on they got better and better, but some battles. Woo! FIFA International, man. FIFA International, the first one. Hell, we even had the small console and we had the games when we would go on trips. Oh, the Game Gear? The Game Gear. And I had the little FIFA game for that and played the shit out of that one. FIFA all around. If you're not a FIFA fan, again, you're up there with the Tecmo Super Bowl people and you guys can go home. Trivia question for you. Who was always your team on Game Gear? Qatar. <laughs> and I used to call him back then because I was a little kid. I used Quay-tar. to call him Quatar. Because <laughs> I was so good at the game, I had to play the shittiest team in the entire thing. I, that's how much I played it because I dominated in everything. I would win World Cups with Qatar who had like a one rating. Yeah, you so, played on easy. I, I yeah. know. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so drum roll, my number one. And you're going to laugh at me on this one. But it is a sports game, technically speaking. WCW NWO Revenge. I knew you were going to go there with something. I said it before we got on the air that I knew you were going in some wrestling fashion. Go ahead. For Nintendo 64. A lot of people say WWF No Mercy is a better game than that. Is the best wrestling game of all time. I disagree. I am. I'm going to admit it. I'm a WWF WWE fan. (laughs) (laughs) To make it even more difficult, when WCW and and the WWF during that time, this was the hottest time of pro wrestling in its history, right? I mean, you didn't have to be ashamed to wear a wrestling shirt when you went to school. It was that cool. You never you know, ev- Well, everybody <laughs> <laughs> everybody was into it at the time. There were literally 20 million people watching wrestling every Monday night. But I was a WWF guy. I hated WCW. Hogan went to WCW. I, that really bothered me. So, But the video game itself, my God, I didn't even have a Nintendo 64. And this game is, is still tops my list. I don't know if you know this. I just bought a Nintendo 64 a couple months ago specifically for this game. Good Lord. Yeah, it's amazing. That better be your number one. You don't appreciate the art of wrestling as I do. No, because um, every time you would have me play, first off, you play the shit out of those games. You're like, no, you got to try this game out. And then I'll go over there and the only thing I know how to like do is... You gotta grapple. You gotta grapple. You gotta grab this way. And that's the only way you can do a move. And I'm like, so basically for three minutes of a match, I would just be getting my ass handed to me. It's like when you would play Mortal Kombat to try to do the fatalities. You would do two player and just have the guy stand there so you could try to test it. That was basically me. I was just a punching bag, just sitting there getting my ass kicked. So yeah, I like the game. I like the players that were in it, but I always sucked at them. So I never played them. What a fucking roster though. You had, you had the NWO, you had the WCW guys, even had Bret Hart in there. They, they somehow snuck him in right before he defected to the WCW. I'm getting too deep into this because yes, I like he, talking he about go, wrestling. Believe me, he could have a whole show on the wrestling <laughs> factor. I have to hold him. I can't believe it took us five shows before he brought up wrestling before well now's my time to shine so (laughs) it revolutionized and and that seems to be the word of the day yeah but it revolutionized pro wrestling games and still to me is the best game of all time and okay that's my story for you so you can go home too so as everybody knows tecmo super bowl was my number one pick and since i've already stated that i did have a couple of honorable mentions i wanted to throw in real quick Go for it. And this is a game that I completely dominate, and I will put myself against anybody in the world. I'm talking about world, and there's probably some countries out there that still play Nintendo. Can I guess this one? Go for it. Was it Bases Loaded? What was it? No, not it, Baseball Stars. That's another one that stars. I did. That's what it was. Baseball yeah. Stars, another one that had Sarahata O in it, and it had the <laughs> Japanese, the Japan Robins. 
check that game out. And they had the American Dreams. That was my other honorable mention, Matt. They had the American Dreams when they had Cy Young, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, the whole crew. What a game. I don't Pure, think I've played but that. a great game. The one that I could dominate anybody in, and I'm willing to put money down on it. Anybody wants to challenge me, come. Come now. Ice hockey. Oh, ice hockey. I, God, I don't know why. Ice hockey. Two skinny guys, two fat guys. Bring it, okay? I will dominate anyone. I pick Poland, even though all the teams are the same. For whatever reason, I clicked with Poland. Two fat guys, two skinny guys. Great. One of the greatest games of all time. I could pick that joystick up right now. I haven't played it in a damn decade, and I'll kill anybody in that game. Wallop. I put people out of their misery in that game. Great game. I completely forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. I, that would have probably been in my top five. I don't know what it would have pushed out, but all right. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Was. Something different. You know, hopefully you guys didn't hate it, and um, we enjoyed it, though. Nothing else. Yeah, so. no. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. And again, if you don't like video games, you can leave, too. Yeah. Yeah. Still listen, but you can <laughs> Still leave. Still listen. All right, so that'll do it for this Best of Top 5 Fridays. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks again for all the support from everybody around. Uh, We will be back as soon as humanly possible, I think probably by next week. Monday, we're really shooting for. So pretty confident on that one. As always, we are on all major podcast platforms, and please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, share it on social media. If you like it, all you have to do is share it, and please feel free to do that. It costs you nothing. And you get to talk about it with your friends. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook group. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.